0: Hello, American. Happy Saturday. I know you're saying, what do you mean, happy Saturday? John Solomon reports doesn't come out on Saturday. Well, this week it does. We had so many great guests on the TV show. I wanted to pull out a couple of extras for you because I think they are so important to the conversation we're having. So, we've got a quick, simple Saturday morning special podcast from Justin News. First up on the podcast. Kelly Chewbacca, you know her. She is the Trump-endorsed candidate trying to knock off Senator Lisa Murkowski in the great state of Alaska. President Trump is heading to Alaska tonight. He's going to be having a rally for Kelly Chewbacca. Other candidates he's endorsed out there, including Sarah Palin. A big, big moment on the political scene. This is one of the most closely watched Republican primaries of the year. Can Kelly Chewbacca jump into the lead, knock off Lisa Murkowski? The most likely scenario they'll come out of the primary uh, with two contestants, and it will be Murkowski versus Chewbacca, which means that'll go to the general election. But a very big race in America establishment, Rhino versus. A MAGA candidate, a big, big race to be watching. And Kelly Chabaka joined us. Had a great conversation about what's at stake, what are the issues in Alaska, what to expect with President Trump. You don't want to miss that. So that's why we're bringing this very special edition on this Saturday. Very excited to do that. Then after that, we're not done. We're not. We're not. We don't want to let you down. We've got all sorts of fun things ahead of us today. There was an enormously important ruling in wisconsin's supreme court yesterday we talked about it at the top of the podcast yesterday well today one of the most important voices in all of wisconsin on election integrity assemblywoman janelle branchon is here to join us she's a state representative from wisconsin been on the forefront of fighting the irregularities that occurred in 2020 making sure they don't happen in 2022 you're going to love this interview we have with janelle branchon what a great show back to back kelly jabaka janelle branchon We're going to go to Alaska, then Election Integrity in Wisconsin. What a great Saturday. Enjoy it. We're going to make it short and sweet so you can get back to your weekend as quickly as possible. Thanks, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break right back. First up with Kelly Chewbacca. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower
1: Welcome back everybody. As you know, if you've watched our intro the last few days, I am very much looking forward to visiting for the first time, the last frontier. I am heading to Alaska. So today is the perfect day to have on Alaska Senate candidate, Kelly Shabaka. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Happy to be with you. And thanks for having me.
1: We're happy to have you and and it's great to see you on air, but I will be seeing you this weekend at the rally. What do you expect President Trump to talk about the most? I mean, Alaska, of course, very intimately knows the details and the repercussions of the energy crisis. I imagine that will be on his agenda for sure, but what else do you expect to hear from him as he heads to Anchorage?
2: Well, all of his rallies tend to be very positive. That's what I've noticed when he goes around talking. He talks a lot about the future, but when I met with him, Last summer at the top of Trump Tower looking for his endorsement, the very first question he asked me was about specific Alaskan projects that he had greenlit as president. There's no president Alaska has had that has been better for us and our economy than President Trump. So for example, he opened up Anwar for oil and gas development, pushing back decades of restrictions and got us up and booming. We were not just energy independent under President Trump, we were energy dominant. And that's incredibly good, not only for our workers and our economy, but also for our national security. We've got more veterans and military members per capita than any other state in the nation. And he invested trillions of dollars into rebuilding our military after President Obama and Vice President Biden completely decimated it. So we're very grateful to him about that. He asked about other specific projects, mining projects and infrastructure projects. I wouldn't be surprised if without using a note card, he refers to those projects by name because after I told him that they were all shut down because of President Biden, he said, your workers must really be hurting. And so his heart and his mind is definitely with Alaskans and I think that's what he'll be addressing.
0: Yeah, such an amazing story to tell, the difference between the Trump administration on energy independence, energy dominance economy, and the mess that Joe Biden has created in just a short period of time. Now you're running against a a senator, an incumbent senator who uh, has sided uh, more often than not with Joe Biden on some of these important issues. I wanna ask you about some of the differences that you and she uh, share I'll start with the Second Amendment. You are a tremendous champion of the Second Amendment. Democrats are now trying to legislate their way out of mass shootings. Illinois had a mass shooting, even though it has the wish list of all of the Democrats' gun control bills. What lesson should we take from that terrible tragedy on July 4th in the Chicago suburbs?
2: You know, John, whatever terrible tragedy it is, we don't legislate and make policy around tragedies. Policies are enduring. And so anytime the left tries to hijack a tragedy, I think that's tragic. We need to have enduring policies around the Second Amendment. And we need to remember that you can't group people like law-abiding Alaskans, including our family, and NRA you know membership holders in with people who obviously have some severe mental health issues and are committing homicidal acts of violence. Those are not the same things. And we need to make sure that we're taking care of mental health resources across the United States and investing some resource into that. We need that, especially up here in Alaska. We just had a school shooting in Texas, we need to make sure that our schools are safe at local levels and at the state level, that we're actually investing in public safety and not defunding our police, making sure that Americans can actually protect themselves and that their police are able to protect them, for example. I don't think that a gun has ever killed anybody. I think that inanimate objects are not responsible for crimes. People are responsible for crimes. And if you were to, say, not have one of these aggressors with a gun, they would have used a different weapon. And we see that. We even see that in statistics like, you know, fists and hands are used more often than rifles in acts of violence and homicide. So we need to be careful about what we do with policy. And remember that for every well-intended policy, you're actually excluding law-abiding Americans from their Second Amendment rights. The Supreme Court just held the Second Amendment right is not a second-class right. It is a first-class right. And we're not going to line edit the Constitution because of tragedies. We need to get back to the fundamental issues here and resolve those
1: important. Yeah. Psychologists always say you don't make decisions out of emotion and you certainly don't make laws based on emotion for sure. Um, Kelly, one of the, the things that John and I talk about most often on this program, especially heading into midterms, the three eyes: immigration, inflation, and indoctrination. Those three topics we think will probably be weighing most on the voters' minds when they head into the voting booth in November. And I know you've been very vocal, especially on the, the indoctrination portion of that a lot of these cultural issues, CRT, things like that, how much do those types of issues matter to Alaskans?
2: All of those issues matter to Alaskans. I've traveled more miles in state than it takes to circumnavigate the globe, and those are the issues we're talking about. For example, my opponent supports Merrick Garland, Biden's attorney general who calls parents domestic terrorists. But here in Alaska, Alaskans believe parents have a right to be involved in their children's education. And if things are being taught in the schools that are counter to what their values are, they have a right to say about something about it and to do something about it. And that doesn't mean that they're a terrorist. So these are some of the differences that we're seeing play out in grassroots Alaska right now. And similarly, there's something about the indoctrination that plays into what we were just talking about, well, how do we think about the Second Amendment and guns? And are you a criminal because you're a law-abiding citizen who has one? Here in Alaska, having a gun is a way of life for us. It's actually how we live off the land and how we subsist and hunt and feed our families. And so being labeled you know something bad because you have a permit and a a gun that's legal because Lisa Murkowski just legislated away your Second Amendment rights. That's something that's a major concern for us. And that's part of that woke culture, the same thing you're talking about. These are the issues that Alaskans are concerned about. This is why Alaskans are saying it's time for a change.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing. Uh, And this will be one of the most closely watched Senate races in a very long time. Uh, Kelly, I want to ask a little bit about the president. He's leaving for a trip to the Middle East. He's going to be going to Saudi Arabia. So if you give us some more of your oil, you sit in a state that seems like it could open a spigot tomorrow. How frustrating is it to see him go overseas and ask for foreign oil when the solution sits just a few miles from him?
2: John, one word would be frustrating. I think a more accurate word is downright offensive. We have families and workers who are hurting and suffering, moms and dads who can't pay rent and put food on the table because we have been shut down, shut down, shut down by a radical environmentalist Biden administration who pretends that the reason they're shutting down oil and gas development in Alaska is because of an environmental policy, whereas in fact, All the countries they're going and getting oil and gas from have far lower environmental production standards than anyone in Alaska. In Alaska, we do it cleaner and greener than anywhere else. We're the ones who hike here and hunt here and fish here and play here. We love our environment more than any bureaucrat in the beltway 4,000 miles away who's never set boot in our state. And so don't tell us that we don't care about our environment. And you're gonna go and turn down our jobs and shut off our oil and gas production crippling our economy and hurting our environment so that you can go and get it from those countries that really are just, you know, Russia is our border state country, if you will. And it, it ends up affecting Alaska's environment and affecting our way of life. It is offensive and insulting what the Biden administration is doing. They have launched. 24 or more direct executive actions against the people and state of Alaska in the year and a half he's been in office. No other state in the union can say that. That's the hostile relationship that Joe Biden has launched against the people of Alaska.
1: Yeah. And, and Kelly, I think that your race is somewhat of a microcosm for the rest of the country. Everybody is going to be watching it because you have a lot of America first candidates like yourself, MAGA candidates, for lack of better terms, running against rhinos. How important is your primary with respect to what we could possibly see across the rest of the country?
2: So our primary is a little unusual. Nobody will be eliminated between me and Murkowski. It's not a party primary, it's an all-candidate primary. So I anticipate both of us will be going to the general election, but what it will show is voter sentiment. And I think voter sentiment is gonna be very strong that it is time for a change. We are tired of our senior senator coming to Alaska messaging one thing and then shanking us in the side when she gets back to her friends in DC that she's known for 21 years. She is Joe Biden's chief enabling officer. She calls herself a Republican, but anything the Democrats need, she bends a knee to. Joe Biden would not have gotten this far if it weren't for Lisa Murkowski, always being that tie-breaking vote or that deciding vote that he needs to get something through in the Senate, saving Kamala Harris, the walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. So voters are feeling pretty outraged about it because it just simply does not reflect what the people in Alaska feel. It just reflects what Lisa Murkowski feels. She has lived in a mansion in D.C. for 21 years, and that's what her votes represent, the best interests of Capitol Hill, not the best interests of the people of Alaska. And I think that's what we'll see.
1: Well, I know that the people of Alaska are grateful to you for your voice, and we look forward to seeing what happens coming up this fall, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend in Anchorage, Alaska. Everybody, make sure you tune into our live special report, report coverage of it starting at 5 p.m. Eastern. That is in Anchorage, Alaska. You know, I'm over here in the Pacific time zone. I'm not used to losing an hour. It's going to be interesting.
0: All right, folks, we take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Assemblywoman Janelle Branson for the great state of Wisconsin, one of the champions of election integrity, to talk about just how big this Wisconsin Supreme Court ruling this week was. We'll have that after the commercial break. catalog.com today and protect your most important asset the equity in your home
3: okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself begin your new smile journey with bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Welcome back, everybody. The big decision, the big news today comes from the state of Wisconsin, where, yep, another media myth has disappeared. Remember, they told us it's a big lie to suggest anything happened wrong in the state of Wisconsin's 2020 election. Well, the Wisconsin Supreme Court begs to differ. Today, in a historic ruling, it declared that those mobile ballot boxes, those drop boxes that were deployed in 2020, and again, Democrats wanted to use in 2022, well, they were illegal under state law. They weren't allowed. How about that? How about a bunch of myths all disappearing at once today, Amanda? And we have the perfect first guest to join us today. She's a state representative who has championed election integrity throughout uh, Wisconsin. State Representative Janelle Branson joining us now. Uh, representative, great to have you back on the show.
3: Oh, what a privilege. What a really special day for the state of Wisconsin.
0: You have fought hard. You had to fight the media, had to fight the election bureaucrats. Uh, you had to fight the democrats but eventually you prevailed in one of these uh, very important arguments you can't make law changes without the legislature i think that's what the supreme court ruled today how important a ruling is it
3: it is really important not just for the 2020 election but elections going forward we need to make sure that we have fair and transparent process to elections and uh this makes sure that people in the state of Wisconsin can be confident about how the elections are being carried out. Yeah, yeah
1: Assemblywoman, this, this was such an important ruling, but much like a lot of the other swing states and even non-swing states, there were so many issues affecting election integrity. But like I said, this was huge. How big of a piece of the pie was this in the effort to shore up integrity for our elections?
3: There's no doubt about it. This was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ballots in the state of Wisconsin that actually went through the drop box process, which really was just handled by the bureaucracy. Instead of having the legislature make rules about how the ballots were to be handled, instead we were in a situation where bureaucrats just wrote out on paper how we were gonna be handling ballots in the state
0: of Wisconsin. It's pretty remarkable. And it's the second ruling like this. I remember, I think it was during Thanksgiving week after 2020, the Wisconsin Supreme Court also ruled that the idea that people could stay at home, say, I'm afraid of COVID, that makes me permanently disabled or indefinitely confined. And I can skip my voter ID requirements and just cast my absentee ballot. That plus these drop boxes were two of the big tactics that Democrats and the unelected bureaucrats on the Wisconsin Election Commission tried to foist upon the American people, now two consecutive rulings saying, you can't do that. Bureaucrats, you can't make up the law. Do you think the Wisconsin Election Commission has finally got the message?
3: Well, we hope so, because guidance is not law. What we have now been declared from the the Supreme Court of the state of Wisconsin is that Taking your ballot home is almost in the same level of taking home your SAT. There has to be some sort of guidelines to make sure your ballot is being secured. And that's up to the legislature, not just the Wisconsin Election Commission.
1: Yeah, I think about 15 years ago, I definitely would have been in favor of taking home SATs, though. That's for sure. <laughs> oh,
3: <I was> simply... <laughs> oh, don't listen. 20 kids. years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't listen. And don't do that. Trust me. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, because so many people are concerned. You know, in 2020, there were last minute shenanigans that led to these drop boxes and absentee ballots in some states like California. People printing off ballots, supposedly. I didn't experience that here in California. But so many last minute things that Democrats pulled in Wisconsin. What are your concerns as far as, you know, maybe we're gonna have a surge of COVID coming back in the fall and we've got to, you know, shore up procedure and make sure that everyone is safe and not affected by COVID again. Any last minute shenanigans you expect to
3: come out of Democrats in Wisconsin? We've already seen that. What we have is pop-up locations for voting now. Uh, We have 28 in the city of Milwaukee. We also have an RV for voting, which is not ADA compliant. So we have a lot of issues that we are going to be rolling forward to, as well as making voting plans for Michelle Obama's group when we all vote that may or may not fit the requirements in the sense that there are prizes for all these college students that vote and in, in, in getting rewards for how many people they can turn out and vote in the university. So there is a lot more that's going to be attempted here. And that's why it's so important to have people involved not only in voting, not only being at the polls, not only being poll workers, but this is gonna require all of us to rein in a fair, transparent, and equal voting opportunity for everybody.
0: Yeah, that's all people want, right? They wanna make it easy to vote, hard to cheat, and it seems like the shifting rules allow for that prospect of cheating. Certainly, it also uh, undermines confidence when the rules are changing at the last minute. I wanna ask you about something that's a little bit to the east of you, North Carolina. The Supreme Court just took on a historic case for the next session that's going to determine whether the Constitution really means what it says, but it says only legislatures get to set the rules and means and time of an election. Uh, You've been in a state where the legislature has passed election reform, democratic governor got in the way, used his veto power to block the will of the legislature. How important is it that this North Carolina case is being taken up by the justices?
3: Well, I I think everybody wants our elections to be treated the same. Your ballot should be treated the same if it's in Rhineland or Wisconsin or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And having the ability to make sure that we, the legislature, is the voice of the people, right? We're the closest to the people. We're up for election every two years. We're the ones that are supposed to, by the Constitution, have that power to make sure that we're treating everybody's ballot equally. And I think that we're really grateful for this case because it makes it, we, we hope, that it will make it clear that it is the state's power, not the federal government. We don't need the federal government to be part of our election process. Instead, we want to make sure that it's being carried out at the local level in our own states. Well, since we're meandering across the map, let's head on down
1: to Arizona. You may have heard that the Biden Justice Department is suing the state of Arizona over their recent requirement that you show proof of citizenship to vote. Are you concerned that Biden's DOJ is going to now zero in on Wisconsin?
3: I I think it is absolutely the gloves are off. We now know what, you know, a lot of us were concerned as we have these open borders, was this going to be a question about adding to the voter rolls, people that legitimately don't have the power to vote. Well, you know, here we are. And I think that Arizona is that toe in the water to see if they have that ability. If, you know, listen, we we need to deal with um, illegals coming over the border. We wanna make sure that we, President Trump worked hard to build some sort of process. But what we have right now with the open borders and now having the question, well, anybody can vote and that's just not clear, that's, that's not true. Our Constitution makes it very clear you have to be a citizen.
0: Yeah, that it does. Uh, we got about uh, 40 seconds left. I just want to ask quickly, you hear from constituents every day, the elitists seem to dominate this debate, the bureaucrats, the media, uh, the Democratic representatives, but you hear from the people, what do the people of Wisconsin want for their election?
3: The people of Wisconsin are incredibly engaged in the election process more than ever. And I think that's of your viewers as well. They know more about election laws if it's indefinitely confined, special voting deputies, CTCL, all of these things, and obviously ballot boxes. This makes us better citizens. And once we understand how our voting works, I think we have a better conversation about how to fix it. And yes, that is what we hear from our folks every day.
0: That is sage advice, and uh, I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin. The people of Wisconsin are very wise. Assemblywoman, thank you so much for your time today, and congratulations on a big win in the courts. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back.
2: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery,
0: All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So grateful that you could join us. I don't normally do a Saturday edition, but when you have Kelly Chewbacca, when you have Janelle Branchant, you've got to have a special edition. That's why we did it. We'll be back tomorrow with a great Sunday edition. We've got former Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf, Tim Stewart, the head of the Oil and Gas Association of America, Senator Ron Johnson, you know him, he doesn't need any introduction, Harvey Risch the great epidemiologist from Yale University, one of the sage voices on the COVID-19 pandemic. He's joining us as well. A great show all around. Don't miss it. We'll have a great Sunday edition. While you're having brunch, while you read the newspaper, great way to listen. We'll be here tomorrow with all that. Have a good night. God bless and happy Saturday. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite.